to the show i am chris chow's joined today by chris and jake what's going on fellas what's happening the season is officially over over the super bowl is over we have entered into that weird stage where the super bowl is over and then the draft isn't here yet so we're going to kind of be in this like this awkward stage for the next month and a half or so yeah because we still have another month i think what month until free agency actually opens up and the new league year starts for everybody so so right now, yeah, the season's over, but this is when uh, this is when you really start digging into the rookies in this class because, yeah, before you know it, we're going to have the draft in just another couple of months. Well, the combine's right here at the end of the month, boys, man. Like, come on, we got we got lots of stuff. I'm That's excited. That's great for us, but a yeah. lot of people don't care. Well, we're mm-hmm. going to make them care, and we're going to go door to door, and we're going to make them care. I ain't doing that. No. I'm not, I'm not going door to door here. Handing out flyers, you know, fantasy headliners, you know, we're talking common. No, no. Not if you can get me like a, like a hoverboard or something, then I'll do it. But I'm not walking. It's a lot of walking. Lot of work. I yeah. live in the country. Like the neighbors aren't that close <laughs> in some areas. So I'm not, I ain't, ain't going to go for a long walk. I hear you. It's too cold outside. It's cold. Yeah. It's cold. And the neighbors that he does have, he'd have like 12 people. So yeah. And most of them are like over the age of 70 and do not care regardless of what I say. So or you don't you know even have know to how do. to use a computer. Yeah, that's right. So you go into their home and you show them how to look at YouTube and, and you get new viewers and subscribers. This is what we're going to yeah, do. Excuse me, uh, sir, ma'am. Can I just like come into your house yeah. and use your can shit? you invite me in so I can teach you fantasy football in 20 minutes? Yes. Done. See, we're rolling, man. New things on the horizon. But we got some breaking news rumors tonight, boys. It just popped off on Twitter. We got breaking news. And I mean, Hollywood Brown, he deleted just like Kyler, his IG, all of the pictures for Baltimore and any uh, branding for the Ravens. Rumor has it he may retire from football already to go play some game in full time on Twitch. And I mean, we, we talked about this in the DM earlier. It was Kyler and him both are, you know, on the team, quote unquote, however you want to call that for the phase or faz, whatever, however you call phase, it for the yes. phase. Thank you. Um, and, and I mean, is this part? Of, I take a lot of this to say this is them because Hollywood needs a contract soon too. Kyler wants his, his bag. I got to feel like this is more about getting the bag of dough than it is to go play game in full time. I mean, it has to be, but like, look at it. I mean, the money that can be made from these guys, they've already used their platform to build a gaming type audience. Then they can turn around, not have to play football and still make a lot of money gaming as crazy as it sounds. Like, I don't think any of these guys are going to do this personally. I think it is just a ploy, but it's not as far-fetched as maybe it was five, eight, ten years ago because there's a lot of people out there with their type of following that can make some big-time money just sitting on their backside playing video games. I mean, it's it's crazy to think about, but they've used their quote-unquote celebrity status here for the last year to, to build up their, their Twitch following or wherever they're at, and it's not out of this world. I mean, we got streamers out there, gamers out there making over a million dollars a year just to play a video game. I mean, if these guys have already got their you know, lump sum. I mean, obviously they're do a lot more here if they stick around, but I don't, I don't think that they can replace the income of the NFL, but they can still make a pretty good living. Yeah. I think for, you know, I don't see it happening just because I do think it's just a, a strategy on their part to just try to negotiate a deal a lot faster. Um, because we've seen this in the past where players do, they delete, you know, all their social media, 
they remove or unfollow their team. And it's, you know, almost like a way to, to not hold their team hostage, but to just, you know, try to use it as a scare tactic. And as far as the gaming is concerned, I don't even know if either one of these guys are that good at gaming. I mean, if they're on the, if they're on phase, maybe they are, but um, if they do decide, so let's say they actually do decide to leave to go game for professionally, like Jake said, they can make a ton of money, but also they don't have to worry about getting hit while doing it. So they could also mm-hmm. be doing it for a lot of, a lot more health reasons. And let's be honest. I, mean, I don't think they're there for their gaming skills. They're there because of the yeah. celebrity status that they have. And they draw in the numbers based off of their football accolades, not their gaming accolades. Now they may be better Fair. than, they may be better than the normal person like us. Well, at least me, but uh, I, I don't, I don't play anymore. Yeah, so they're definitely better than you. You are by definitely. far the worst player probably on the team here. Likely. Um, this guy. Highly yeah, likely. I, I, I don't think that you could even find a controller if we needed you to find one. Uh, but <laughs> No, it's right over there. I can go grab it right now. The I still have the controller. The batteries are definitely dead in that controller. Definitely dead. Absolutely. <laughs> they're, they're corroded. <laughs> they haven't been moved in years. The joystick uh, but, might need some lubrication. Well... <laughs> You're just the person for the job. Exactly. Battery, battery acid may be. I've heard stories. You know, I, I mean, sometimes you can't control the moose. It just, you know, goes loose. But this is interesting because I, I had a DM or a conversation text wise with a couple of buddies. And, you know, you start discussing this and saying, how dirty is this game? Because Kyler came back after. Remember, so here, Kyler deleted all his all his IG stuff. And then you hear word like within a few days to a week saying Kyler is quote unquote immature, not a leader, not a team leader coming Mm. from coaches and people in the locker room. Like, you know, that was placed perfectly in, in response to the IG post removes. So it's like, this is that dirty ass game that this league plays all for greed and money because you know, the owners don't want to spend more money yet, especially on Kyler yet. Cause they want to see a little bit more before they give him his bank. Cause what are we seeing him wanting like 40 plus per year? And I mean, like, mm. come on, man, that's how do you build a team? Like the Aaron Rodgers thing $45 million. The Packers are willing to offer up for him. What are you going to put around this man to win a championship? If you're going to try to do that. Right. So you got to know that these guys are coming back full throttle and they're going to be like, yeah, this guy's not a leader. Try to kill him character wise to try to get the bag to go down a bit. And the, man, it's a dirty ass game. This NFL. It is. And as you're sitting here talking, I'm going to be completely honest. I was only listening with one ear because apparently Hollywood Brown is a pretty good gamer. <laughs> uh, oh, okay. Recently. And this was just posted five days ago. Now do not ask me what this means. Cause I will tell you, I do not know. Uh, but he is this year's Madden champ, which I do kind of understand. And he's now the streamer bowl champion on Twitch. So whatever that means, Hollywood Brown is apparently pretty dang good. Now, I don't know what all games they're playing. Obviously, Madden probably has something to do with Madden. I see some clips on here of him playing Fortnite and other things. So obviously, he's, he's I guess, pretty good. <laughs> so I, I take Fair back enough. what I said where he was there just for his celebrity status. He was... <laughs> He, he's definitely way better than, than we are at this point. But uh, going back to the Kyler thing and the whole locker room, I also saw J.J. Watt put something out, too, and say, hey, you know, I, I tried to get a hold of Kyler. He didn't answer. You know, maybe he wants to leave. Maybe he hates it. Maybe he's just out to dinner. You know, I mean, like a lot of people at this point of the season, when storylines start to fade, they want to find the next storyline. They want that clickbait article. They want that you know, what can I do to get my name out there? Cause nobody's clicking on crap right now. So what, let's start up a rumor that Kyler Murray's leaving. You know, this could be a, a publicity something that we've seen in the past with a lot of people deleting this stuff from their, their IGs. I don't care what is on a player's Instagram 
or who they follow. I don't, I don't care. That doesn't mean anything. We've seen that so many times in the past and haven't mean absolutely nothing. If anything, Kyler's trying to play a little bit of a game. We know he's going to command a huge amount of money and the Cardinals would be absolutely stupid to not give it to him. If, if you don't, you basically just start rebuilding all over again. Because let's be realistic. There's not too many, you know, elite tier quarterbacks just floating around for them to pick up and start, you know, start winning games again this year. We're talking about a team that was first half of the season, the best team in the NFL. And you think they're just going to pack in their bags and, and say, that was it. We're done. Now, even though I think the Super Bowl window has somewhat closed in Arizona, I don't see them just letting Kyler Murray go. I mean, that, that would be, that'd be one of the stupidest things I've ever heard in the NFL. Yeah. With both he and Hollywood Brown, I mean, they're both what 25, 26 years old. Um, I mean, they're, they're still going to be able to, you know, both make a lot of money in this league and still have success in the, this league, you know, especially with somebody like Hollywood Brown, who has Lamar Jackson as, as his quarterback, who has finally started to really grow into his own and learned how to become an NFL passing quarterback. You know, I think that the, the Ravens are just going to be going up from here. And I, I don't want to say be foolish for him to walk away, but, you know, if that's what he wants to do, then that's what he wants to do. But again, I do think it's more of an offseason you know, clickbait, hot take, you know, kind of a stab at this point. So what do we think in Hollywood is going to eventually be ceiling wise? Because to me, I still struggle with that question, even as I ask it, because I think he's a good talent. I think he could round out his game more than just being that quote unquote deep shot guy. And I mean, he is terrified to go over the middle. We've seen that last year. He, they tried to get routes over the middle and the man just, he heard footsteps all day long. Right. So for me, it's like, okay, if you're not going to round out the rest of your game, is he like Deshaun, maybe a little bit lesser Deshaun than he was? I don't know. I'm trying to find a ceiling for him and I really can't put a peg on it. I mean, I think the ceiling is what we just saw in 2021. I mean, look at his stats for this year, 146 targets, 91 receptions, 1,008 yards, and six touchdowns. That sounds about right, because now all of a sudden you have Rashad Bateman in the mix. He's going to be taking away some targets, and we know that Baltimore is going to run the ball almost more than anybody in the NFL. That's going to limit the amount of opportunities in the passing game. It's going to shorten the amount of plays that they're actually going to have in the game because the clock is always going to be running. I don't see him being some high volume, any more high volume than this 146 targets in that offense. Okay. Like that's probably about it. That's to me is even crazy. That it was that high. I was not expecting the number to be 146 targets. I mean, that's just, that's what the offense is. And when you got Mark Andrews and you have Lamar Jackson under center, the numbers can't go much higher than that. Yeah, I, I, I completely agree. I mean, what he did this year was about as, about as good as we're going to, we're going to see from him. Um, and he is kind of that, you know, he'll give you a great game, but then he'll also, you know, kind of let you down and give you that bust of a game. Uh, this season in particular was one of the years where it was more, I guess you could say consistent, where his first couple of years in the league, I mean, more than half of his games, he barely would get you nine or 10 PPR points, but then every now and then he'd hit you with a, you know, a 20 spot or something like that. Mm-hmm. And I, that's got to stay the same. I, I just don't see that changing because he is the guy He is the Deshaun Jackson type guy that you're talking about. He's going to have those big plays from time to time. That's just the player that he is. He's not, like you said, the guy that's going to go across the middle of the field. That's never going to be his game, no matter where he plays, whatever it is. He's always going to be the guy running deep routes down the field. Every once in a while, it's going to work out. You're going to have those big games like Rem just said. And if you don't get them, you're going to walk away with four catches for 53 yards. I mean, you're, you're kind of hoping for that touchdown or that big play because otherwise he's probably just not somebody who's 
relied upon consistently week in and week out. Yeah, man. And especially if they go sign his cousin, business is booming. Antonio Brown, I mean, a whole nother subject, whole, whole nother <laughs> story, man. I mean, unreal. Maybe that's why he heard Antonio's coming and he wants no part of that business is booming. And hey, gaming seems a little bit more appealing. Dude, can you imagine? I mean, he's on Twitch, so he's got to be dressed. But if it was me, I could just sit around in my underwear all day and play video games. Like, really? If I was good, I would totally do that. Nobody wants that to watch me. Good. Yeah, I mean, nobody wants to watch me in my underwear do it. But I mean, I would. I may wear a shirt if I get a lot of people to watch it. <laughs> you might get people watching if you're not wearing a shirt, man. I don't even want to see that myself. <laughs> you just see where the views go, and then you you base your your wardrobe right. off of that. No, I just right. I shower with my shirt on, Chouse. Okay, so. I, <laughs> I'm not going to put it on Twitch. I hear you. I hear yeah. you. Yeah. We got Fallout, baby. Super Bowl 56 Fallout. We got to discuss this game. The LA Rams are your Super Bowl champion. 23 to 20 versus the Cincinnati Bengals. And I mean, okay, there's so many things we can unpack here. Cooper Cup earns the MVP. Great game overall. We can talk about that. I mean, we can move and and I kind of want to go first to the to the refereeing. So the entire game. The referees allowed these guys to play, and I loved it, okay? Okay, even though Jalen Ramsey got his head almost, like, decapitated off T. Higgins there when he scored his touchdown, they let him play. They just said, okay, you know what? We're putting the whistles away. We're putting the flags away. You guys battle it out. Who's best? You know, anything outrageous they were going to call, we got it. But, I mean, even with the Ramsey thing, they didn't call, and that was pretty bad. End of the game. How the hell do you start tossing flags all over this field? That cup one, the hold was a ticky tacky call. We've seen so much worse get called in the or not get called. And I mean, it was okay, fine. He had the hand on his hip and he looked like he was pulling the jersey to kind of twist his body. Okay, I didn't like that call. The hit, the crazy headshot that uh, cup took in the end zone. That one should have been called. That mm-hmm. one wasn't called. But I mean. Or was it called? I can't even remember. Was that yeah? One they called? were offsetting penalties. That's right. Yeah. That's what it was. So then, here, why are you? Why are you doing this at the most important time of the game? This game wasn't that great overall to watch as a fan, and and that's how you did this game dirty at the end. I did not like it whatsoever. To me, it kind of seems like they were making up the call for the blown uh, coverage for for Jamar right. Chase earlier in the game, and, and that's that's. I don't know. Actually, was it Jamar Chase or T. Higgins? Whichever one. It doesn't matter. Higgins, yeah. It was T. Higgins, Higgins, 75 yeah. yarder. And yep. I, I, all I see in my head is that that grab that Chase had. And like, that's the only thing I really want to take yeah. away because that, that, that coverage with Jalen Ramsey, the catch that he made with one hand, I mean, that was next level. I am super pumped for Jamar Chase for a very long time. But uh, to me, it kind of seems like a makeup call, but the timing of it, I mean, come on. I mean, at that point of the game, that late in the fourth quarter, with so much on the line, the momentum totally swung right there. It was just, it's tough because watching it as somebody who really didn't have a vested interest in either team, like I really didn't care who won. I wanted Joe Burrow and the Bengals on the inside just because of the, the storyline. I love me some Joe Burrow. We talked about Jamar Chase. It does seem like they kind of had a a little bit of a hand in the outcome, but there's so many other opportunities throughout the game that they missed that maybe not put them in that situation to begin with. So I kind of don't want to forget about those, those either. I mean, very easily they could have not had that TT against touchdown. And then we're not even talking about it because they could be down by double digit scores. So uh, it, it, it's, it sucks that it happened that way, but I don't look at that and say that they decided the Super Bowl. I, I can't do that because there's just too many other opportunities throughout the game. Yeah, and that's the one thing is that, you know, there was there was inconsistencies, you know, as far as the refs were concerned on both sides of the ball. 
you know, and on that play at the, towards the end of the game where there were the offsetting penalties, I believe it was a third and 10. Mm. And th- on that play, both tackles of the Rams had false starts. Mm-hmm. There was another play where Aaron Donald was lined up offsides. They didn't call that. There were just so many different opportunities where the refs could have done something because a lot of it was blatant as well. And, you know, yeah, maybe it took a few replays for the average fan to see it. Uh, but for a seasoned NFL referee, that's something that you've got to kind of call out there. But with that being said, there were other different ways, you know, with the Super Bowl here with, you know, the the questionable play calling from Sean McVay. Um, the way that I mean, Joe Mixon was just in the previous playoff games, he was used so much in the passing game. And it was just there was really no there were no screens. It was pretty much just like, OK, he was a dump off option more than a design screen with Mixon. And before in the playoffs, he was being, you know, targeted five, six, seven times a game in the Super Bowl. He had like one receiving yard. He had like five catches, but one yard. And what he the hell was going four, on with Samaje P. Ryan, too. Exactly. Yeah. But even Mixon had 4.8 yards per carry in that game on 15 touches. How the hell do you not keep feeding this man the ball, man? I, I, right. There were so many things. The, the refing thing, I got to say, consistency is my problem. I, I completely agree there in the, in the, in the span of the game of how many plays you got, you got what 65 to 70 plays each team. I don't, I hate the fact that you guys aren't consistent referee wise. If you're, if you're not calling it from jump, don't call it for the whole game. Unless it's like, you know, the headshot, a personal foul call, like outside of that, you're putting the shit away and let them dog it out or duke it out the whole rest of the game. I hated the fact that it had to end that way. Will I blame the game on the refs? No, because the Bengals and the Rams still had to play just like the bills had to play in overtime. I'm not going to say that decided the outcome. I'm just saying, I hated the fact that consistency was the problem here as the game came down to the wire. I Freaking! I was gonna swear. I should swear. I hated it. I we hated need to get you it, a man. beep button. Man, you should get me a beep button. <laughs> a censor button. Yeah, beep. I, I get it. It's just it's hard because, like I said, the whole Samaj P Ryan. Why is he in there at third and one? And why are they That's running the ball thing. with Samaj? I mean, it's just stuff like that that it makes me not want to put as much weight on the end of the game because there were so many stupid decisions earlier on that maybe put them in a position where they're not having to worry about it and. They were in a perfect point after that long touchdown to really kind of solidify the running game, keep the clock moving, keep the ball away from from Matthew Stafford and the Rams. And it just seemed like they tried to get a little bit too cute at times. And I'm sorry, I don't care what role he has on your team with Joe Mixon running how he's running. In the last game of the season, Samaj P. Ryan on my team would not be touching the football. If Joe Mixon needs a break, we're not running right then. Like, it's just not going to happen. I I don't want to lose with my best running back on the bench because I wanted to give it to Samaj P. Ryan. Why? It's still Samaj P. Ryan. Like, let's be realistic. It's not like this guy is some all pro running back that they brought in. It's not like we're going from Aaron Jones to AJ Dillon. At least that I could somewhat understand, but Samaj P Ryan, like, what are we doing? Like that just makes no sense to me. And, you know, chalk it up to inexperience a little bit too. I mean, this is still a a team that was not expected to be here. It's a team full of a lot of young talent. It's a team with a young head coach that really got a lot of experience here right now. And hopefully more than anything, I put this on Twitter earlier. I hope this isn't another Andrew Luck situation with Joe Burrow. They need to protect this guy. If they can, you know, really focus on that this offseason, they could find themselves in this position a lot more in the future going forward. The problem is they play in the AFC, and the AFC is just stacked with so much young quarterback talent. They're going to have to go out there and just show out 
for for years to keep giving him opportunities. And luckily, right now, you got what? You got the Steelers losing Big Ben. What, what's going to happen in Pittsburgh? You got the ordeal going on in Cleveland. Is Baker the guy? Is he not the guy? So you really have the Baltimore Ravens and Lamar Jackson, and they can't stay healthy. So this, their, their window is still open in that division. I just hope that they can really focus on, you know, protecting him here this offseason because Joe Burrow, Joe Burrow is special. Yeah, he absolutely is. And, and like you said, I mean, there's so much more competition in the AFC as opposed to if, you know, that team was over in the NFC because the NFC is pretty much wide open for the most part, you know, outside of, of, of the Rams, maybe a couple of other teams. But in the AFC, you have so many young, talented quarterbacks of the age of 26 and under who are going to be fighting for the AFC championship for the next eight to 10 years. So I do think that the window is, while still open and pretty, pretty wide open right now for the Bengals and, and Joe Burrow, they have to make sure that they make the most of those opportunities just because these younger quarterbacks are just going to continue to get better and better with these teams that they're on. Yep. One thing, one thing I didn't like about Joe Burrow's game in that I think it was more schemed from the coaching from Zach Taylor. It was a lot of one read passes. He had open wide receivers going on the outs to the sideline. And it was one read, quick pass, one read, quick pass. Then you saw him do one, two, and it was over the middle and he was missing his outlet receivers on the sideline. I really didn't like that about it. So that was not even a Joe Burrow thing to me. That was, that looked like that was strictly, uh, strictly more scheme saying, yo, this is the super bowl. Don't make the mistake. Yeah. Just follow where we're supposed to go with these plays. I hated that. If you would have gave Joe, the creativity ability to go in and scan the field like he normally would i think this game actually would have gotten out of hand in favor of the Bengals. the, the thing they had to do that though because they knew that the offensive line wasn't going to be able to stop the pass rush of the Rams. It's so they're true. basically beat it into his head i'm sure for two weeks hey man yeah. you're going to get the ball you've got one read and go because aaron donald's going to be in your lap at that point and at times I think he had a little bit of time and he rushed it to that first read, like you're saying. But I think if they don't do that, uh, maybe we don't even have Joe Burrow for four quarters. I mean, he was getting lit up. And that, that stat that a lot of people have talked about, he was sacked 70 times this season. That's 22 times more than any other quarterback in the NFL. Crazy. I mean, the Bengals knew that if this guy is not upright, we have zero chance of winning. So we got to get it out super quick. It looked like it was working for three quarters. You know, I mean, it looked like it was enough to get by to get away with the win. You just can't stop Aaron Donald. Like, there's just no – that's another guy. We didn't mention him when we're talking about, you know, Marquise Hollywood Brown and uh, Kyler Murray. Now, all of a sudden, Aaron Donald's saying, mm. is he going to retire? Yeah. I mean, he's saying that he may go out on – I'm hearing things that Sean McVay Sean could McVay. retire. That's right. I mean, yeah. that. I mean, that is just abs- – I mean, think about it. That dude is younger than I am. I mean, he's the youngest head coach in the NFL, I believe. And he is – He's going to pack I mean, it in, man. He's got 30. a hot wife, though. He, I understand why, man. He wants to spend quality time. I get that. The same thing with Aaron Donald. I understand that because the guy wants to walk away healthy. He doesn't want to be crippled when he's older. He's made a bag, and he's got a ton of accomplishments. He's now a Super Bowl champion. What does he have left to prove? I totally get it, but it's just crazy to think about that a team that could be a Super Bowl contender, that if this stuff happens and it comes to fruition – the Rams could be the bottom of the NFC West next year. And that's absolutely crazy because you couldn't have Aaron Donald. You won't have Von Miller. Probably Odell Beckham may not be there. I mean, what if Sean McVay's, I mean, there's just so many questions that could happen to this team and it's not all just based off of free agents walking away and leaving. Like it could, you know, happen. They're going to lose their offensive coordinator. He's going to go coach somewhere else. I'm, I, there's just a ton of question marks in LA. Yeah. I mean, look at Odell Beckham, you know, tearing his ACL in the Super Bowl. Mm. Who knows when he's going to be able to come back at all next season. 
you know, especially, you know, with him looking to probably get another contract, will he, will he resign in LA sit out most of the year? Um, so I think yeah, he this has to be a very, I yeah, think he, he has, has to, because, because yeah. no other team is for the most part, no other team is going to pay him, you know, to have them pretty much just sit out three quarters of the season. And we were talking about it during the Super Bowl. Odell had a lot left in the tank. Like he looks, oh, yeah. he yes, looks he good with Matthew Stafford. I hate looked that it, good. He looked way good, uh, you know, before the injury and, it sucks. I mean, the way things are looking right now, he could be back by around week four-ish, maybe best case scenario, maybe week five, that six. Might, that might be a little early. No, it, hey, well, I, it all depends. I, I mean, think it's December, uh, November, end of November, December is like nine months. Yeah, but think of this Cam Akers was also a year it's for true. Torn Achilles too. I mean, you just, <laughs> don't, you just you don't, don't, don't know. You know what I mean? You're looking at, you know, eight, ten months. I mean, whatever it is. I don't, mm-hmm. who cares to speculate on what it is. It's, you mean you're not a doctor? Like, come on, man. No, I, I don't. I Just let me know if he's playing or not at this point. Uh, now you made me forget what I was going to say. Odell Beckham and his knee. Oh, yeah. He's got to stay in L.A. Because he's not going to go to yeah. a team, not understand the the play, the, the scheme. He's not going to have any time or reps with a quarterback. I mean, best case scenario is for him to take a team-friendly deal and just stay on L.A. and try to win another one if they can keep everybody together. Yeah, I, I, I like it. I think it makes a lot of sense. Um and then also just kind of going back to, you know, the Super Bowl and the play calling. And, and there were times where, um, you know, where it did look like the Bengals were just a little bit overwhelmed. You know, it looks like they were rushing things quite a bit. And going back to the sacks with, with Joe Burrow, I mean, the fact that almost 20%, if not more, 25%, I believe, of the sacks that he took all season long were in the playoffs. He got sacked almost 20 times in the playoffs alone, which is absolutely insane. Crazy. Yeah, the Titans had what uh, nine. The the Rams had what seven. Like, yeah, that's a lot of heat. Yep. And you look at the division. I mean, if they get nine, ten wins next year, is that enough? I mean, look at all the question marks surrounding the rest of the division. I mean, I think it be, is. Uh, is San Francisco going to go to Trey Lance next year? I have to assume that they're going to. Most likely. What happens with Russell Wilson this offseason? What the hell's going on? I mean, what the hell's going on with Kyler Murray in Arizona? What are they? I mean, there's just a lot of things that that division, which is as dominant as it was here this year, may not be next year. I, it's just a lot of things up in the air that we need to pay attention to this offseason. The Sean McVay thing is is very interesting because uh, we don't normally, outside of a Bill Belichick, we don't normally discuss a guy leaving of that caliber and and the whole team falling. Sean McVay is one of those guys. I mean, you you remove a McVay from an offensive game plan from a play calling standpoint, you're lost, man. Like his his intellectual uh, being is something I've never seen. You guys ever catch that clip of him and they're asking him of plays like yep. he called like 20 years ago and he can tell you like exactly back when what he was the play a quarterback was. coach yeah, in Washington. Man, like, that, that shit isn't even real. Like, that's crazy memory balance that he has. And, I mean, you remove a guy like that from, from this club, man, the whole entire team could follow. Aaron Donald basically admitted that he's attached to the hip to that decision. If McVay leaves, Donald said he'll likely part two. You got to think, man, Stafford, if that's the case, why would you stick around as well? Like, a lot of falling pieces could happen. Yeah, like I said earlier, they're losing their offensive coordinator as well, Kevin O'Connell. He's going that's to the Vikings. Right. The so, Vikings, I mean, there, yep. there's a lot of – a lot of pieces moving in that division. It could be it could be a different story next year. Yeah, and one one little thing that I saw was that uh, depending on if McVeigh decides to retire, step down, whatever it may be, there are a lot of rumors going around that Kevin O'Connell may balk the Vikings uh, offer and wait to see what happens in L.A. to go follow his buddy McVeigh. 
Mm. Pull, pull a McDaniels, hey, pull, pull a McDaniels, pull a Josh McDaniels, pulling a Josh McDaniels, pulling it out, you know, because whoa, whoa. I mean, I didn't mean it that no, way. No, we're talking, hey. we're, we're talking about couches, couches, okay. <laughs> couches. Yeah, pull out couches. It's like the greatest trivia the name ever. My couch pulls out, but I don't. Whoa, okie dokie. <laughs> well, that explains a lot. <laughs> <laughs> you use protection on this couch. Yeah, exactly. Is it, is it, you're not allowed on my couch. <laughs> Do we have spot, spot guard on the couch, please? <laughs> Holy shit, man. So, you know, we saw right away after the Super Bowl, everyone, including our DM, because Kyle, you know, we know Kyle. He is the Stafford lover because of Detroit. Mm-hmm. And that's fine. It's okay. He can have it. You know, I'm, I've never been a Stafford hater, in my opinion. Hall of Fame. It came up instantly after the game. He wins the trophy and everyone's like, Hall of Fame. Hall of Fame! And and you know what? Richard Sherman goes on blast on Twitter and then he says, I'm going to go on my show and talk about this. What did he say, man? I, what did he say here? Uh, no MVPs. Chris, you know what? You had a rant. Why don't you go ahead? Well, no, it's just, you know, Sherman wanted to say no MVPs, no all pros, uh, one right. Pro Bowl, you know, and when you go back and you look at the numbers, you know, from a passing stat, you know, category, you know, uh, point of view, Stafford is top 15 in passing yards, touchdowns, uh, I believe completions as well, maybe even passing attempts at that point. Um, and I think a lot of that also has to attribute to the fact that he played on so many bad Lions teams that had just historically bad defenses that he did. He had to throw the ball 45 times a game to, you know, try to keep his team in it. I believe he was the, the youngest or the fastest player to 20,000, 30,000, 40,000 yards. Um, so the, the stats are there. What worries me, though, as far as, you know, is, and again, this goes back to the whole Julian Edelman uh, conversation that you and I had last year, Chouse, was there's a difference between will he get in and does he deserve to get in? Mm-hmm. And with Matthew Stafford, I think he will get in because I do think that the Hall of Fame is, I'm going to use this term. I'm, I think it's watered down. I don't think it's as selective or as exclusive as it once was. I do think that more and more people are getting in that maybe aren't so deserving. A lot, uh, as much as I love him, Richard Seymour this year, yeah. I don't think he was, I don't think he's a Hall of Famer. Yeah. Um, and so when I look at the numbers from Stafford, a guy who's very, very comparable statistically wise, who has more accolades minus the Super Bowl than Matthew Stafford, Carson Palmer. If Matthew Stafford's a Hall of Famer, I think Carson Palmer deserves to be in the Hall of Fame as well. So here's a good twist on that because I'll, I'll jump in quickly before. We talk about Calvin Johnson being a Hall of Famer, right? Barry Sanders being a Hall of Famer. So Barry was mm-hmm. one thing because he did it himself on a shit Detroit team. The Detroit's been shit forever, man. We can't argue yes. this. Okay, and, and when Barry Sanders put the team on his back, he carried it, and I completely understand why Barry deserves to be in the Hall of Fame first ballot, etc. Calvin Johnson's an interesting one because, yes, he's Megatron. Yes, he's the ultimate freak. Yes, he dominated the game for as long as he did. But Stafford was throwing this man the ball. And I get it, you know, even though it's double, triple teams and, and, and Calvin's coming down with the ball, even though it's just in his vicinity, Stafford was throwing him the ball. So that's kind of where my argument was. When Sherm was saying, you know, one Pro Bowl. So I put this tweet out earlier. The Pro Bowl to me is such a non-argument. Because look, man, in exactly. Oh, yeah, in, in his career, nine times 4,000-yard season for Stafford. Six times 25 TDs, two times 40 TDs. 
Josh Allen this year didn't make the Pro Bowl going 4,436 and 15, running for 736, or 763, excuse me. The Pro Bowl to me is a lame argument because it doesn't mean anything anymore. You know, the AP All-Pro, as I put the other one out, so when you talk about AP All-Pro, in 2011 when uh, Aaron Rodgers won it, he went 15-1, and 46-43 in yardage, 45 TDs, 6 uh, interceptions. They lost in the division round to the Giants. That same season, Stafford went 10-6. and six. He threw for 5,038, 41 touchdowns, 16 picks. They lost in the wild card to the, uh, to the Saints. That was his all pro year and he got uh, snubbed. Why? Because, okay, the name of Aaron Rodgers, number one, number two, the small market of the Detroit Lions doesn't get no publicity and nobody wants to put him on their AP all pro from Detroit. I think, am I wrong? No, no you're I, not. Uh, to me, what I, I try to look at, and I'm not saying this should be the, the only measuring stick for whether you're Hall of Fame worthy or not, but he's played 12, actually what, 13 years in the NFL now. He's only had five seasons in which he was above 500. Right. Uh, obviously, one of them in here is this year. Can you put a quarterback today saying that he's Hall of Fame worthy when he's under 500 for his career? To me, I don't know if I could. Like, if he plays another two years, has another couple of great years in L.A., they don't have to win Super Bowls, but if he goes out there, finishes above 500, they win 12 games a year. All of a sudden, you know, he's somebody who's won over 100 games in his career. He's going to have all the passing numbers. Uh, then all of a sudden, like Ram said, it's so watered down. I think he deserves to get in just based off of who's in there already with some of the, the, the accolades that they have. But a lot of people want to say if he was that great, he would have turned Detroit around. I don't think it mattered who <laughs> at that point was going to be in Detroit. Matthew Stafford couldn't do it. Like it was just too much going on in that franchise for so long. They have sucked so bad that I don't think this is one of those situations where you throw a, a Matthew Stafford on the lines like we just saw Joe Burrow with the Bengals and take him to the Super Bowl in his second year. Joe Burrow has help. You know what I mean? I mean, we can say that Stafford had Megatron at one point, but what else has he really had? Golden Tate there at times? Right. I mean, Marvin on, Jones. Marvin Jones. Okay, great. Great role Re Reggie, player, Reggie Bush. Yeah, man. I mean, but no, yeah, Reggie Bush was – come on. You know what I mean? He, he was a little bit overrated coming out of USC in my opinion, but that's just – he just never had a solid overall team. It was like, oh, yeah, we got a couple of good players, but that's it. Like, the defense was horrible. They didn't have multiple wide receiving options, and he was still able to go out there and put up those numbers, which it's impressive, right? The, the numbers are going to be there, but the last thing I'm going to look at for him is at the end of his career, whenever he retires, dude's got to be above 500 in order to get in. Uh, and and for me, when I look at, you know, and, and Chaus, you were saying Megatron was great. Uh you know, but he, he had had to have somebody throwing the ball, Matthew Stafford. I guess my counterpoint to that would be, well, look at somebody like Randy Moss. You know, he had Dante Culpepper throwing him the ball for the majority of his career. And when's the last time we mentioned the name Dante Culpepper? You know, <laughs> yesterday at my dinner party. No, you didn't. <laughs> no, no, you I didn't. didn't. No, I was like, no way. <laughs> you don't. First of all, you don't have dinner parties. Number yes. two, there's no way in hell you'd bring up Dante Culpepper. <laughs> Um, but also you look at the, the completion rate, you know, uh, for more times than not in his career, he's finished like bottom six, bottom seven in the, in the league in completion percentage. Now, Grand, I think a lot of that had to do with the fact that he also was the, the lines were like top five for so many years in drops that a lot of it wasn't his fault. But, you know, when you look at someone that has a career completion rate of like 62, 63%, it's also not attractive as well. So I do think he gets in eventually especially if he can continue the success he had this year. 
He's and nothing's going to replicate it next year. I think two to three more good years, yeah. and you know maybe you know, maybe not even necessarily another Super Bowl, but at least can get deep into the playoffs with this with this Rams team. Then yes, I think it makes his case that much more appealing to voters. Yeah, I, I, do, I go ahead. I, I I got some good points on this one. Go ahead. And that's the thing is if Matthew Stafford can go out there and throw for another eight, nine, ten thousand yards, it's going to put him in the top ten all time throwing. I mean. The, the issue that I have with that, when we're talking about wins and losses and everything else, what about Matt Ryan? I mean, if if Matthew Stafford is a Hall of Famer, then so is Matt Ryan. And when you think of Matt Ryan, do you think Hall of Fame? Like, nope. not really. And some of that's going to be recency bias because the Falcons have been horrible. You know, but I mean, it, Matt Ryan is eighth all time in passing right now. I mean, yeah. that's where it just gets, you know, so watered down like we were talking about because even if Matthew Stafford goes out there and throws for 5,000 yards a year for the next two years, he'll only be tied with Matt Ryan, who is still playing. So uh, it's just stuff like that. Where, where do you draw the line? At what point do you do it? And there hasn't been a line for a long time. It's been a a popularity contest for the most part. Uh, And like you said, do I think he gets in eventually? I think Matthew Stafford does. Is he going to be a first ballot Hall of Famer? Absolutely not. No. Yeah, I agree with that. And I, I like the point because even Sherm brought up the Matt, uh, Matt Ryan thing. At least Matt Ryan had one oh. league MVP. Oh, I think we got some breaking news. What's no, no news? breaking news. That's just my reminder to go on to Pristine Auction to see if I need to win any auctions. There we go. So, hey, pristineauction.com. Use promo code HEADLINERS. Get yourself a ten dollar coupon. It's free to sign up. So go ahead and go do it. I'm gonna I'm gonna go shop here for a second. Go shop and, for a and second. maybe maybe send Jake a gift while you're at it. There right. you. Go. That would be amazing. Send Chaus a gift. I need some presents, man. I feel lonely over here. Feel lonely. But anyway, you got us, <laughs> Matt. I know. I, I love you guys, We're Matt Ryan. Matt Ryan. We'll get back on this point because Matt Ryan is an interesting one. And and I was just gonna say. So if we're talking about Matthew Stafford, I love the point that you just said on a winning record. Is he? Is he though? the biggest anomaly ever we've seen in the NFL, because I don't recall ever of quarterback of his numbers of his historic numbers, his plays like, like I said, nine time 4,000 yard passer on the shittiest team year after year. How many, like how many times has Matt Stafford, Chris, if you can pull it, how many times he made the playoffs once twice with before the Rams, like it's definitely less than a handful. Like that's how bad these Detroit lions teams were. Yeah, even... he had four four game four seasons above five hundred with with his with the Lions and in, in the what twelve years that he was with them. Okay, look at that twenty five percent basically. If my math is even off there, so I mean you yeah, know it's thirty three percent, but you're close. There, there you go. Thank you. You know I'm not I'm not a math whiz. I just do the books. <laughs> but, <laughs> I'm gonna get chopped up on that one. Damn That's it. That's right. Okay. Think better, Chris. Damn it. I don't even know if my math was right. I just know it's four out of 12 is 30%, yeah. right? 33%. 33%. Perfect. <laughs> but then if, if I'm going still on this point, I'm saying is Philip Rivers the Hall of Famer? Because he's got 400, what, plus TDs? You know, yardage is like, like top eight. I mean, this is so that when you're talking watered down, the argument, because Sherm brought that up too in his in his comments saying the whole fabric of it is, I don't, I, know, I don't know if he used watered down, but it was very similar saying that it's not of the top tier talent that we're used to seeing. The game has definitely changed. So when he said, if you play a quarterback for 10 plus years, you're likely just going to get in by default because your numbers are going to be that inflated. Mm-hmm. But it's the game that we see now. So it's it's like the Dan Marino, Jim Kelly. You go look at their statistics. They were, Dan Marino was way ahead of his time when it came to, you know, historic TDs and yardage. 
He never won a Super Bowl. He's in the Hall of Fame for his ballot. Jim Kelly lost four straight Super Bowls. His yardage was trash compared to everybody else's. He's in the Hall of Fame. So I almost think like it's it's an era by era thing that we have to actually look at more than saying, and I'm not disagreeing that it isn't watered down because I'm not a Seymour guy either. I have no understanding. This, this Hall of Fame class to me was so much weaker than it could have been. I mean, Johnson, not a first ballot. Are you kidding me? Andre Johnson not being a first ballot Hall of Famer is like a crime against everything. Reggie Wayne's still not in there. Tory Holt keeps getting passed up like my man Andre Reid does. I, I, the voting, man, these guys, whoever is voting, they're smoking some Chiba over there. Whoa, the good stuff? Good stuff. Yeah, I like I, that swag stuff. The purple and green. <laughs> well, I don't know anything about what, whatever, whatever Snoop was smoking during the Super Bowl. Yeah, whatever show. he had at the halftime show is what they. That's got. like good Cali stuff, man. The yeah, purple. I, I don't know. It's going to be one of those arguments that it doesn't matter what you say. There's going to be people who disagree with you because they see it differently, and it's just going to yeah. come down to a matter of opinion. And none of our opinions matter because we're not voting for the Hall of Fame. I, I think they've done themselves a big disservice over the last couple decades by making no clear line of what, what do you need to do to be a hall of famer? Like what is like, what qualifies you? And it's just so there's so much gray area there that literally you play a decade, you're probably going to be a hall of famer. Yeah. And it really did kind of be a case by case basis because like we talked about earlier, there are guys who are in the hall of fame that maybe weren't super deserving, you know, of being a first ballot hall of famer. And there are guys who are just still fighting to get in, that should have been in years ago. So really just, it's, it, it's tough to say there's no blueprint on what it takes to make it into the hall of fame. Yeah, man. My guy, Andre Reed had to wait like until his last year of eligibility before they got the man in. And I was, I was almost crying. I was like, you got to get this guy in. He retired third best behind Jerry Rice and Art Monk. How do you not put that man in the hall of fame like that? Yes. I'm going to talk about my bills, even though they're not playing stick it. No matter what we're talking about, Chouse finds a way finds to talk a way. about the Bills. It's, ta- it's called talent. Oh, uh, Is that I what mean, that is? Okay. <laughs> I think it's called I, bias, personally. Maybe, yeah. Maybe. How about that halftime show, man? You guys catch that? That was glorious. Oh, my goodness. I think okay. it's glorious if you're our age group. I agreed. For us, it was just like, oh, my God, I'm, I'm a senior in high school again. Like, that's yeah. what I felt like. And yeah, I know I'm yeah, probably yeah. I'm a little bit older, but, like, that's exactly – that's exactly what it is. And when you think about it, though, a majority of those songs coming in one album, I mean, that is just like, I, I, I'll i be honest. I could have done without Mary J. Blige and Kendrick. Like, to be honest, it, I would have been fine if it was Dre, Snoop, and M the whole time. Like, yeah. that would have been perfect for me. But, I mean, I, I beggars can't be choosers. People calling 50 Cent fat makes me feel like I am, like, <laughs> severely obese because 50 wasn't that fat. Uh, they're just like... 50 cent turned into a dollar bill. Yeah, inflation, y'all. It happened to 50 as well. Uh, but, I mean, overall, uh, the show was was cool to see. It was it was a trip down memory lane for sure. Yeah, there was a meme that I saw. Um, I think it was yesterday the day, or the day before. And it said something along the lines of, um, you know, this, this halftime show brought me so far back in the day. I felt like I had to go to school the next day on Monday and I'm 40. <laughs> it's yeah. true, man. It was so good. I loved every ounce of it. I'm a Kendrick guy too, though. He's part of the new age. I didn't, I, I, I I'm not as, I don't like him as much as I do all the other dudes, but I, I don't mind Kendrick. Mary J did her thing. But I mean, when it came to Snoop and Dre, you know, man, I was so hoping that the rumor was they were going to put the hologram of uh, Tupac when he was, was playing the piano. So was I. I was like, bring out Pac. I would have loved it. It would have been amazing. But yeah, it was it was a great show. I mean, it was an awesome show. I mean, yeah, overall, a big W for them. 
Yeah. Oh, ab- absolutely. I mean, it was easily going down as one of the top, top two, top three halftime performances of all time. So I thought it was a hit. I mean, yeah, high school Chris absolutely loved it. Mm-hmm. And I hope they do more stuff like that. And I mean, and a lot of these halftime performers are putting up their own money. Like D- Dre put up all $7 million for this. So really? he was I like, know I, that. He, he paid for everything for that wow. halftime show. And so they were, they told him, they said, Hey, you can't do this. You can't do that. And he pretty much just said, F you, I'm paying for this. I'm fronting I'm the whole thing. It. I'm yeah. a, I'm gonna do me. I'm gonna do what I want. Yeah. They said, remove a couple of lyrics here and there. He's like, okay, I'll take that suggestion. And he goes out and does it anyway. I was like, yes, stick it to yeah. the man. He put That's it awesome. in the same suggestion box that we have. That's right. I, I thought for sure they were going to be getting in those cars and like cruising around the field at some point. <laughs> Do some I thought, hydraulics. I thought the hydraulic, but I thought hydraulic they were going to start pumping. Yeah. That That's what Marshawn Lynch would have come out on like, a, on like a training car. It would have been great. Yeah. Heck yeah. Oh, boys, that is a Super Bowl. Hard to believe the season is over. We got the offseason kicking, man, and we got lots of stuff, you know, already creeping. I get it. You know, it's early, uh, mid-February, and, I mean, the the storylines we see on Twitter, man, some of these analysts, dude, you're giving me a headache. Quit tweeting if you're going to be tweeting nonsense. I'm telling you right now, at least put some substance behind it. What did I see? One tweet comparing Nick Chubb to Rashad Penny because of these over-analytics? I was like, oh, man, my head. My head is hurting. Yeah, I don't. Can I air a grievance real quick? Do it up. The airing of grievances because I got some problems with you people. I just don't understand. Like I, I am all for there is a big piece of the pie for everybody to go out there and share information, right? I mean, everybody can self-proclaim they're uh, an analyst. I understand that does not bother me. But what pisses me off is the the Super Bowl just ended, and people are out there talking about who the sleepers and breakouts and busts and everything are going to be for 2022. You don't even know who's on the rosters yet. Like we got free agency, we got the draft, we got people retiring. And you're out there trying to give people information, and it just it's it's irritating because it's, all you're doing is making a lot of people look bad because you want to you're so selfish to go out there and try to get some clicks because your your content sucks, so you got to try to capitalize on keywords in February that you're you're putting out garbage, and it, it, it's not anything but a disservice to the people. So if you see that stuff out there, I don't care what platform is on, don't don't listen to it too much because so much is going to change here in the next few months. So I'm the only one who has uh, Inkeel Harry as their 2022 sleeper. Okay. Uh, yeah, right. probably. Let's right. let's do a video tomorrow. Nikhil Harry, wide receiver one. Nick Chubb is going to be the biggest bust there is in 2022. Oh god, don't even see see where this goes. We can and create Tyler a bunch Mo- of story. And Kyler Murray grows to six foot six, six foot six, <laughs> and quits football to play video games. Yeah, exactly. Got to throw that in there. Growth spurt for Kyler. Biggest <laughs> biggest breakout of the year is his growth spurt. He's as tall as Josh Allen. What yeah, happened? Right. I don't know. It's just so frustrating. And I understand, like, literally doing this for the last five, six years. Like, I get why people do what they do. Mm-hmm. I can see through the, the BS of some of it. But I just don't understand, like, why do you have to be so opinionated in February? Like, what are you trying to prove? Who are you trying to, you know, suck up to? It's the hot take artists, man, because then they can retweet the tweet from February being like, I called that me. I called it. And what happens with all the ones that get it wrong? Exactly. You never hear from them again. And (laughs) they disappeared. 
And that's the whole thing is if you're going to come out and you're going to give information, I think we all know at this point that you're not ever going to get 100% of things correct. But as long as you're transparent, you say, hey, this is what I got right. This is what I got wrong. And as long as you give reasonings for your opinion all 12 months of the year, it is what it is. Like, obviously, nobody can see the future. I got a lot of stuff in my office. None of it is the, the farmer's almanac thing or the, the was it the sports almanac from Back, Back to, the, to future. the Future. Uh, I don't have the answers. None of us do. But I mean, as long as you give sound reasoning and detailed explanation as to why you feel a certain way, that's all you can do at this point of the year, especially right now. Everything's got to be 100% opinion based because, I mean, literally I was scrolling through YouTube earlier and I'm not going to name channels because I don't want to send people there because these people suck bad. But they're putting out, they've already put out like almost daily videos of the top sleepers for 2022. You know, who's going to be the 2022 rookie of the year? You don't even know where they're playing yet. Like, shut up. And, and they're trying to capitalize on keywords. They're trying to be clickbaity. I totally get that. But don't don't read too much into that information because it's 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 hot garbage. Just saying. We need to have it. more airing of grievances with Jake. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I'll, I got yeah. some problems with you people. And now you just heard about it, man. That's beautiful. It's glorious. So speaking of hot takes, we got a QB carousel potential happening this offseason. And I love it because you know what? This is our opinion. See, we're not saying this is definitive at any stretch. Russell Wilson, Aaron Rodgers, Kyler Murray, Derek Carr, Deshaun Watson, Jimmy G, potentially Jalen Hurts in a, in a trade if that, that does happen as well, man. We got names galore where QBs could be maneuvering and, you know, exporting and i don't even well, have a word for it huh? well, where, where are we sending these guys i have no idea are they gifts Shit, man they're gifts yeah man yeah. But where are you guys going man we got a number of these guys what you know are they staying fact or fiction russell wilson i think they're going man i think he's going i think i think wilson's out i think he wanted out last year stuck around and i think he's I think he's out. I think that he he realizes that the that team that he had in Seattle for all those years is just not that same team anymore. And deuces. But where does he go? To me, there's really only a hand, not even a handful. Like, why would he leave to go to a team that sucks? You know, I mean, I think if he leaves, it's got to be something that's pre-planned somewhere to go and and where. Pittsburgh. We're, we're, we're here in Philly right now. I Philly's mean, the Philly's the big one right now. But but would you want to go to Philly? I don't hate Philly with with Russ. I, there. They suck. I just I just offended every Philly fan. They're coming for you with cheesesteaks. I home. don't care. I love their cheesesteaks, by the way. Like their, their cheesesteaks cheese are great, great. So egg. good, man. Yeah. There's the best cheesesteaks. Cheese <laughs> Their cheese sticks are way better than their fans when they get pissed off at me for not picking their team for things. But um, <laughs> they'll burn I, you down, man. They're coming with the pitch. For I just don't understand a lot in Philadelphia. Like there's just no flow. There's no offensive identity. There's no it's a bunch of the same type of thing. What's he going to get that, that's going to be any better? I mean, personally, I'd rather stay with Tyler Lockett and DK Metcalf and have a running game. And instead of going to Philadelphia and not knowing who's your running back going to be, because they want to give it to 15 guys every single week. And then you got what Devonte, you know, who they got, who are they going to throw it to? They got, they got Devonte Smith and who else? Jalen Rager breakout season. No, Jalen Rager blows. Year three. Like, let's just be honest. The dude, the dude plays with they got Dallas go dare. The fancy okay. man, Dallas Great. go dare. Yeah. Cool. He's They're still not draft one. 
Still not so, so here, let me let me put it this way. So if they go Russ Wilson and Jalen Hurts combined swap trade picks trade hands as well, likeliest uh, one of the first round picks, probably the earlier one because Philly's got three in the first round. Now they can go say here we got we got Russ, we still have Miles, you got Kenny Gainwell, you got Smith. Fine, we'll say Rager, whatever he sucks, but I'm still holding out hope only because Ocho Cinco gave him a uh, you know preach of support this past month and said, you know, year three, watch out. And we've been preaching year three breakouts for how long? But I mean, if they go after a, a offensive talent in the first round and a defensive talent, so just imagine they get Russ Wilson somehow managed to get Sauce Gardner on the defensive back, and they go get someone like Traylon Burks or Drake London. I don't hate it, man. That is a lot of firepower and ammunition that you can do. Yes, I agree with you. The stupidity in how they play and r- not run the ball is the headache. But, man, if, if if they figure it out with that kind of a core, I don't hate it. I'd rather him go to Denver. Hmm. Yeah, the one thing I, I will say with, with Denver is, and I, and I love the landing spot, what I don't love is, is the fact that you have to go up against Patrick Mahomes and Justin Herbert four times a year. You know, like that's a, you go to a division that's going to be very tough to win. Um, and I mean, even though I said that he's, he's, I think he's gone because I think he wants to be gone, but where there could be so much turnover in the NFC West, if he does stay, at least he knows he's going to have a shot at winning the division. Yep. And I think he's closer to winning the division in the NFC West than he would be there if he goes to Philadelphia. I still don't think that that's enough to – I think Dallas is going to be a top there for a while. Is it going to be a great, super strong division? No. But I still like – you put Russ in, in Philly, I still like Dallas more in that division. Yeah, fair enough. I can't hate it. I and can't and hate yeah. it. I, I don't hate – I almost call them the Washington football team. I just don't know who their quarterback's going to be. You know what I mean? Like commies. what happens if – do what? The commies. Yeah, the commies. Yeah, exactly. I – I don't think that that team is bad. If they get a, a veteran quarterback in there, they could be somebody who can contend and go out there and win nine games next year too and, and be in the mix. So I maybe if it goes to Philadelphia, it's more of a personal decision or whatever. I I wouldn't like that. If I, I mean, plus it, you got to deal with the fans hating you if you make a mistake all the time. Facts. The time, facts. That is factual information. Aaron Rodgers. Is he taking the bait, man? He said it was the last dance, a.k.a. MJ style. Is he taking the bait, man? $45 million to go to a team that likely will have to franchise tag Devontae Adams. So here's the conundrum that I find. Both these individuals are going to want their bank. You're going to give it to AR, $45 million, and and your wide receiver who's been wanting to get on the open market to, to cash in on a big deal, you're taking his money from his table, man. Your own buddy. That's like me taking Chris's money and saying, hey, buddy, my beer tastes good over here. How's your how's your orange juice? That, that's how that shit's going to go down in Green Bay, man. What are we saying about Aaron Rodgers in this situation? I, I don't see... I don't... I don't see him leaving, but... I could understand it if he does. It's been a headache there for multiple off seasons. Like it's not just something that all of a sudden Aaron Rodgers is unhappy and can't, but I also see things that Aaron Rodgers is, is glad that this year that they had the front office actually listened to him a little bit. And they brought in the Randall Cobb and stuff like that to try to, you know, appease him a little bit. And he likes that. He, he wants to feel like he has the power. I, I just don't see a whole lot of teams out there that are going to be more appealing. Like, I don't, I don't see that. That I saw something that a rumor of him going that he would be okay with going to Tennessee. Really? Like, I don't 
I don't think so. Like, I, I just can't see that. If he's going to go somewhere, it's going to be with one of those large market teams, you know, in, in a warm weather state, mm. uh, you know, trying to get away from the, the frigid cold of, of Lambeau. But it, I don't know. I just don't – I don't see a team out there that would make the splash of signing Aaron Rodgers and bringing in Devontae Adams at the exact same time. And if that's what it has to happen to make it happen, I think they stay in Green Bay. Yeah, because that's, I mean, that right there, those two guys, you bring in those two guys. $65 million. <laughs> that's, that's, I was going to say, that's eating up like 25 to 30% of your salary cap. And mm-hmm. how many teams have that much room for both of those right. guys? That's Not the, many. no, there's hardly any, like maybe, maybe a handful. The Dolphins, they're not going to bring in Aaron Rodgers. I don't see that. The nope. Chargers, yeah. nope, they got nope. Herbert. Jacksonville, I don't nope. think he's nope. going to Jacksonville. Cincinnati, I think they're good with Burrow. And that's probably about it. That have yeah. that much cap space available for both of those guys. So I don't, I don't see that happening. No, I, I, I completely agree with you. And one trade scenario I saw, and Charles, I don't know if you have this gentleman's name on your list or not, uh, but it's surrounded Deshaun Watson. Yes. Now, now he has obviously his legal issues that have to get sorted out before he gets traded, before a team would be willing to trade for him because they didn't want to know what sort of disciplinary actions would come from the NFL. Uh, but it was a trade proposal between the Texans and Washington. Hmm. I believe it was Deshaun Watson for Chase Young and a couple of first round picks. No, I would reject that all day. Uh, I do it in a heartbeat. Depend, uh, depending on what the ramifications are from whatever he's going to have to miss games. Say he's say he's clean and he gets yeah, say, to me say he's 100% clear. I don't even think about you, it. You can have whoever you want for my team for the most part. If, if you're oh. if you're if you're Washington. Yep. 100% because yep. you're not going to win with a, a stud quarterback. That's the way this, this league is going. If you don't have an elite quarterback, you have zero chance. That's about wow. as elite as they're going to get. Chase Young is not going to win them championships if they have no quarterback to play. That's I mean, you know, wow. I mean, and that's my whole thing is if they had a solid starting quarterback, they could go out there and, hey, he's not he's not bad. Like Jimmy G is a great example for me because Jimmy G, I think, is a Super Bowl. I mean, we've seen I saw a tweet earlier that Jimmy G has more Super Bowl rings than anybody else active in the <laughs> NFL right now, which is absolutely mind blowing to me. Right. Uh, but obviously he, he did not Thanks, win those himself. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you, Brady. Uh, but it, it just goes to the fact to show that if you don't have that elite starting quarterback, the days of Trent Dilfer winning you Super Bowls is over with. Like, it's just not going to happen. And Okay, the- so who's who's better? I'll cut you off. Who's who's better, Watson or Stafford? Hmm. If you're playing the I'm long game, it's, if it's playing the long game, it's Watson. I think he's got more years who's, left. Who's no, better or who would you rather have in your team like right say now? They're, for the say, next- they're both, say they're both the same age, and we know what Stafford is. We know what Watson is. Who do you want? In Washington? I'm Watson. I'm going Watson too. Going Watson. Okay. So yeah. damn it, you bastards took my argument. Cause I was I was gonna say, you know, because the Rams did it with guys like Aaron Donald and Von Miller. So if you trade Aaron Donald from that team for an elite quarterback and say it is a Deshaun Watson, you making that same deal if it's Donald for Watson? Yep. Wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm 100 percent of the time. Like I don't even think about I'm it. Like give, I just give, like, give me, it's like I click Watson, approve immediately. Like talent, talent wise, Watson is a top five quarterback. Sure, no argument. So give me, give me a top five quarterback. And people can come back and say, well, Aaron Donald helped one, one of a championship this year. Yeah, that's because right. Matthew Stafford was throwing touchdowns. 
Yeah. Would, but they would did Jared get there with, they got there with Jared Goff. They got to the Super but, Bowl with Jared Goff. But how'd that turn out for him? They lost. Was Aaron Donald on that team? <laughs> I don't know. Was he? Yes, he yeah. was. And why didn't yeah. he win it for him then? <laughs> you know Stop what I mean? refuting my <laughs> argument. It was a good one. Shit. I will take I will take an elite level quarterback over yeah. anybody on my team. It's interesting. Same. And I will trade multiple years of draft picks if the guy is young enough. Got it. Am I getting like old by, you know? Yes. My mind is not morphing into this new future because I still, <laughs> I still feel like, you know what, you can do damage with rounding out the team and having that defense and then having a guy like Jimmy G. The 49ers almost proved it again. They freaking lost, though. I feel like I feel like you're going to yell at us to like get off your lawn or something right now, Chaus. Yeah, yeah. get off my lawn, you kids. <laughs> I mean, I just seeded and watered. What is Chase Young going to bring to a team if their starting quarterback is... Tyler Henneke. Tyler Heineke, exactly. Like, they're going to be a, a 500 team. Are yeah, they going to win the Super Bowl just ba- basically because of Chase Young? No. You put Deshaun Watson on that team, they have a chance. But is it still cliche to say defense wins championships? Because I think that's still no, very, it still does, it's but very relevant, right? Like, the quarterback needs to get you to the point of where you will compete. Pete, and when you get into crunch time or of elite status, and then when you get into crunch time, that's when your big boys take over on the D and stop these big other big boy passers from making plays, right? Like, I mean, I get it. Everyone wants the Mahomes. They want the Allens. They want the Herberts, et cetera. I get it, man. It's a, it's a wonderful thing to have. Are we saying, man, go, I wish I had pulling up who was the Super Bowl. Actually, it is Brady and Manning and fucking Ben that has won the last like 15 years. So my argument sucks. I'm leaving. But look at it this way. To the normal fan, if you're outside of Cincinnati, can you tell me anybody on their defense that's not Eli Apple because he's getting roasted? Chidobe Wazue or whatever. <laughs> you don't even know his name. Is it? I can't, <laughs> Sam, I can't pronounce Sam, Sam Hubbard. Name. Trey Hendrickson, you do the better but pass the rushers, Logan fan, Wilson, Jesse Bates. But to the normal fan, that's not an Aaron Donald. That's not a Chase Young. That's not an elite level guy that you're talking about defensive player of the year. That's true. You know what I mean? So, and they almost did it. They beat some of the best teams in the NFL to get to the Super Bowl with guys that you didn't. Okay, not you individually, but a lot of people had no idea who they were. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Because they didn't have that elite guy on their team. They played well together as a team with some good players, but none of those guys are defensive player of the year candidates. Yep. I so, stand corrected. God. Suck it, Chouse. Yeah, that suck is it. suck it. See, I tried, man. I tried to get some <laughs> good combo going. You got my blood pressure all freaking hot and bothered now. <laughs> For as dark as that room is, I can see how bright red your face is right now. See, the blood pressure, it's not healthy right now, man. Damn. (laughs) You just put one of those helmets on. I know I should. I need need an argument that I can leave on that I win right now. Damn it. There's not very many that you could probably win with both of us here. I would find a way to refute anything that you say at this point. I I see this right now. I don't don't like the way this is going at all. (sighs) As I exhale. That was a good one. That was a good one. You boys got anything else to talk about, man? What do you want to talk about? Ram? Yeah, what else you got? Ram, how was Valentine's Day? Valentine's, all right. So uh, Valentine's Day was good, all right? Okay. Um, it was great. So my girlfriend works at uh, at the hospital here. So her schedule is a little bit, you know, can be wonky. You know, doesn't have a set time of when she gets out, depending on patients, finishing notes from those patients, et cetera. So I got everything ready during the day. Uh, set up a table in the living room with a couple of dozen uh, flowers. I got um, 
her favorite ice cream is mint Oreo. So I got these dark chocolate dipped mint Oreo cookies. So I got her those. I got uh, strawberry, uh, chocolate covered strawberries as well. Got a really nice card. I uh, got a really nice bottle of, uh, of rosé. So everything laid on the table. She comes home and, you know, she starts crying. She's super happy. We decided to go out to dinner. And it's to a place that we go to a lot. Um, and they had a special Valentine's Day menu. And I took a peek at the menu. And I was like, oh, this looks great. I'm going to get all these cool things. It's going to be awesome. $850 bill level. <laughs> no, no, it wasn't. I mean, it wasn't, it wasn't pricey. Um, but the problem that I had was we get there. We order the appetizers. Appetizers are great. I had these uh, bacon wrapped scallops. She had um, uh, like these bacon roasted Brussels sprouts, which, by the way, I've had two attempts at trying Brussels sprouts. Can't do them. Over you guys like Brussels sprouts? No, nope. love them. Love them. Can't do them. Oh God, I can't do it. I can't do They're it. Fantastic. So no. then the time comes to order the the main the main entrees here. I ordered the surf and turf, a filet mignon with a lobster tail on top of uh, grilled asparagus and mashed potatoes. She orders this pan-seared halibut. And the steak comes out overdone. The asparagus looks like they had dragged it off like the bottom of the barrel. The lobster tail tasted as though they drowned it in a public pool that a bunch of kids had been swimming in. Hmm. And, uh, and Julia's uh, halibut had more, more pink um, in that fish than I do in my wardrobe. So, yeah. Nasty, um, so, so you guys got your, your shots of whatever you get shots from, from eating meals like that. Yeah. Uh, thankfully, dessert knocked it out of the park. We got a red velvet cake and a double chocolate bread pudding, which is great. So after the meal, you know, uh, we didn't finish, obviously finish the entrees uh, and our, our bartender and we're, we're good friends with a lot of the staff that works there. So she was like, you know, hey guys, how is everything? And I was like, listen, it's like, I don't want to be that person, you know, but I was like, the entrees were not like what we expected, this and that. And they were super nice about it. They refunded us the money. You know, uh, we just paid for the drinks and they refunded us for, for the meal, which I thought was super cool. They didn't have to do it, you know? Um, so, so yeah, so we did that. And then, uh, and that was. All right then. Well, that's the- going to be the show for the day. <laughs> and then you went that- back to the bedroom like Jordan Poyer did when he went on Twitter and he says his Whoa. wife came on with the lingerie. You see that one? Yeah. And Whoa. she's like, uh, Mia Moore. And he's like, thank you, baby. And then the guy in the comments was like, hey, Jordan Poyer, congrats on all the sex. <laughs> congrats, man. No, what, what I was going to say was I, after that, we decided maybe next year we just like cook at home instead of going out. Yeah, well done. Well Which done. is much better. Much yeah. better. That's what we did. That's what, that's what we always do. Yeah, because I everything what just you guys seems... cook. Okay, full disclosure, I didn't cook last night. <laughs> I don't cook, really. My wife does the cooking. <laughs> Um, let's see yesterday we do a lot of things as family it's like we don't me and Amber I mean we have like no family here really so like we're always going where, wherever we go the kids are going for the most part even though they're getting mm-hmm. older they can stay home by themselves they still go everywhere so we went and saw a movie last night and we ate at Olive Garden nice I, oh I haven't been Gotta to Olive, love Garden the Olive Garden ever the breadsticks yeah. dip them in Dude. the Alfredo sauce all day yeah all day long like and now that it's never ending like you can get as much Alfredo sauce as you want to I mean it's, it's never ending it's it's pretty great just bring a jug. Yep. Just bring, bring a bring, gallon jug. Literally. Bring a, a carafe of uh, Alfredo Whoa. sauce and we're good. Carafe. That's a big word today. It's a big word. Say, I mean, Charles, I, what did you, uh, what did, what did you guys do for your dinner? 
We did some nice chicken roast with some gnocchi and some vegetables and some the hell beer. is gnocchi? It's like that like Italian potato. pasta potato, man. It's just gorgeous. Never heard little, of it. Pans, Never delicious. Pan seared with some garlic butter and some garlic in there. You sleep, you Ugh. fart like shit, but hey, you sleep like a baby. Oh, well, that, that could be good or you bad. Sleep like Valentine's a baby. <laughs> you sleep like a baby, man. I'm telling you, it's good stuff. It was it was nice, man. A little quiet time. The kids went to bed and What's that like? Yeah, it's okay. It's not bad. No, I we I don't. We are very much all night owls here. So yeah, you guys are like nocturnal. Yeah, we don't ever go to bed like the entire family until like one, two o'clock in the morning. Wow. And then we all sleep till like ten or eleven. Nice. I like that. As long as it's all like consistent with everybody. See. Yeah, I mean, now my son would sleep for like sixteen hours straight if we let him. So I I start making a lot of noise and opening up his bedroom door at some point, you know, just to make sure he's alive. Alive. He's reached that point. Pots and pans. Yeah, he's at that point of teenagehood where he will just eat and sleep as his life. Yeah, yeah. I I miss those days. Those days were fun. Yeah, I do too. And I just wish he would stop growing because we can't afford to buy him more clothes or or more groceries. I'm spending too much money at pristine auction to buy him clothes. (laughs) I have priorities at pristine auction. (laughs) Speaking of which, you guys don't see yet. I don't think you've unveiled the new studio yet, have you, to the people? I I have not, and I don't. I don't think we'll have a video for this one. So they, but I'll have a video later in the week that will show the new the new setup of what I've been working on here for the last week and a half. You guys are in for a treat. It looks. It is beautiful. Beautiful. It looks good in my mind. I was like, this is going to be really cool. And then I started building it. And I was like, oh my God, this is taking forever. Like, I did not expect it to take so long. I was like, this will take me three or four days. I'm done. Two weeks later, here we go. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Always something creeps up in the back. Yeah, exactly. When power tools are involved, anything could go wrong. That's right. That's right. But I got all my fingers still. And I bought a lot of nice new tools because I use it as an excuse because the company needed tools, apparently. Love it. I love tools, man. I like it. Yeah. My favorite. I was like, do I really want to screw in all these boards? No, I'm going to go buy a nail gun. And I did it. Oh, nail guns are the best. And done. You know what? I, right did? I, I got an impact yep. gun and I showed you guys. I got the attachments for the scrubbers. Yep. Man, if you guys don't know, man, you go and spend the money right now on an impact gun. That's like 70 bucks. 50 to 70 bucks is a good one. You go get these scrubbing attachments. man. Yep. And, the, and the funny thing is they just hook right in like it's a drill attachment. Drill yep. bit. Boom, and you put a little bit of the Mr. Clean or whatever bathroom thing that you got, <laughs> yep. and you just let this bitch go, man. I literally, you know, I'm done hand scrubbing. That's it. This oh, is yeah. game, game life changing, man. I don't have to hand scrub on my hands and knees. I'm just, you know, where they minutes. work the best? Boom, shower clean. Car mats, the Ooh, best. Yes, Ooh, there we go, dude. Yes, the, the, the power brush, the drill brushes on, on your mats. I don't care if it's, you know, weather tech or if they're carpeted mats. Whatever it is, a little bit of cleaning solution, the brush, pressure wash, and oh my gosh, they're like brand new. Suck it out with a like an Boom. extractor, like a little spot cleaner, brand new. Boom. God, that, those it. tips are for free, people. We're not going to charge yes. for those ones. No, Look at all these like life hacks. Yeah, exactly. God, how can you tell we're old, man? Yeah, we are old dads. <laughs> we're excited about uh, impact uh, washing attachments, okay? Like that's we're, that's Rem is now. looking at us like with that, like his head's like cocked sideways, like, where am I? What am I listening to? Like, like when did this dad? become old man hour? <laughs> I mean, I'm an old man, I'm just not a dad. Yeah, that you know of. <laughs> this old home with Bob Vila. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> now, for anyone that's listening that knows who Bob Vila is, yeah. you're as old as us. Yeah, that's right. That's true. Facts. Yeah. That's it though. I, I'm I'm done. Unless you want to ask I'm me good. anything else that I'll be bluntly honest about. 
I'm done. Okay. I've had enough. You've had enough, Chris? It was good times. You know what I want to do? This is totally off topic. But, and I don't think people are going to really respond because we ask for comments and there's no way to leave comments on a podcast. So if you follow us anywhere, just respond there. Like I'm thinking of like every once in a while during the week, during the day, just turning my cameras on and just live streaming and hanging out with people and for no apparent reason. Like I'm not going to have like a set topic to talk about to just hang out for a little bit. And I'm just wondering if people would want to like join in and, and do that. Like I could, I could be sitting here with a shirt on probably in my underwear and we just talk about whatever. Like we just share things. If you want to send me things on Twitter, I'll pull up videos and we'll share them and we'll talk about it. And we'll laugh and just have a good time. Not just football related things. Remember we did, we did that. It's uh, in my apartment last year. And yes. that was we had Taylor over. That was great. That was so much fun. Just an impromptu, just gonna throw on the camera, yep. go live for a little bit. We talk, we have a good time, we laugh about whatever we're done, we're talking about, and and just hang out. So I, I think that'd be fun to do in the offseason. It's something to break up the monotony. Agree. I think people would like it. I could cold call all you guys, like right in the middle of the day when Chouse is in a meeting. He sees my number pop up and he probably thinks there's an emergency. And then yeah. he leaves his meeting, and then I'm his favorite person. So yeah. I mean it could be great. That's Win-win great. for everybody. I love it. I love it. That's fantastic. If anybody else loves it, they would actually tune into it. Just let us know. Yeah, just make a comment somewhere that you can comment for us. Exactly. Find me on Twitter. Nice. I love it, man. Tweet me. You know what? Let's get out of here, man. So on that note, that is the show. Thanks so much for tuning in. You can find me on Twitter at Chris underscore MH1. You find Chris on Twitter at Vineyard Remedy. You find Jake on Twitter at FNTSY Headliners. Go follow, please. Go follow. To all listeners, thank you for all the support. Until the next time, stay safe and be kind to each other. I'm out.